0: And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
0: And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hello, my friends. I'm Michael Unbroken, host of the Think Unbroken podcast and founder of thinkunbroken.com and I'm honored to be your trauma coach and mentor because I believe that everyone is capable of getting unstuck, cultivating self-love, and becoming the hero of their own story. I believe that when implemented correctly, the practical tools and education you will receive from this show will help you lead an unbroken and extraordinary life. I believe that no matter what we come from, that we all have the ability to choose ourselves first To create and manifest a powerful and grace-filled future and love the reflection in the mirror i believe that every day is a day to grow learn heal and change that's why i started my company thinkunbroken.com which is an online training and healing and personal growth platform where you get everything that i know about how to get motivated be accountable get out of the vortex and become the hero of your own story through community connection, and commitment. For more information, visit thinkunbroken.com. Please listen closely as you may learn just one thing that will help you be unbroken. And please share this episode with at least three of your friends because we all need community and connection in our healing journey. And be sure to DM me and tag me on Instagram at michaelunbroken so that I can say hi. I just wanna thank you again for being a part of this, for listening and being a member of the Unbroken Nation. Now, let's get into today's show and make the world unbroken. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're having an amazing day wherever you are in the world. Today, my guest is William Branham, who is the founder and CEO of Naked Warrior Recovery, a CBD company focused on the recovery of veterans and first responders. William's also a Navy SEAL and a bad mofo. William, my friend, what is going on? How are you today? Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me here. I'm good. All good out here in Hawaii. Good, good. I, I bet it is, man. I'm super jealous. I wish I was there with you, too. You know, I'm super excited to have you on today. But before we dive in, tell everybody a little bit about your background, your history, and, and how you got to this moment today.
2: So let's see. I, I grew up in Meridian, Mississippi, or just outside of Meridian, Mississippi. If you've never been to uh, Mississippi, you're probably not missing a whole lot. Uh, but, it, you know, it was a great place to grow up, kind of out in the country, a little country bumpkin, I, I guess. Uh, I was uh, heavily involved in the Boy Scouts and uh and and because of that i think that helped me to really have an appreciation of the outdoors i learned how to shoot guns i learned how to hunt i learned how to you know run around in the woods and 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 do lots of like cool life skills and uh and and some of my 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 role models i guess growing up uh were like john wayne in the movie green beret chuck norris in the movie delta force john rambo who's still making movies today uh, those are kind of the sort of role models I had growing up to that kind of pushed me in the direction of maybe joining the military and, and wanting to be part of a kind of a little more of an elite unit. I also watched a lot of Kung Fu theater. So I, I wanted to be a ninja when I grew up also, and I'm still trying to acquire my ninja, my ninjaness. And uh, and so uh, at some point, I, you know, someone told me what a Navy SEAL was. I had never heard of Navy SEALs back in the day and uh because there was you know we didn't have internet we didn't have uh there were no books or movies written about them so but someone told me like hey there's this organization called the navy seals and they're like the best special forces group out there and so uh one day you know the navy called me to as a, a navy recruiter uh, i was between my 11th and 12th grade of, of high school and uh he was like hey man have you ever thought about joining the navy and i was like yeah i mean only just recently because um, I, I thought Marines were cooler because they had cool uniforms and the, the commercials that I watched growing up and the recruiting videos where they were like fighting dragons with swords and shields. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So uh, maybe I want to be a Marine. But, uh, you know, you guys have Navy SEALs, so I want to be, go become a Navy SEAL. So I went down to the uh, recruiter's office. Uh, I, I watched a really cheesy recruiting video. And uh, and I was like, okay, where do I sign? Oh, and by the way, I also want to fly F-14 Tomcats because the movie Top Gun was out a- at that time. And so I-, I was I was ready to sign up. Uh, so I joined the Navy, and uh, and and then I started my. It took me it my my what do we call it uh, my path to get just to the SEAL teams, and that took me about three years from the day that I actually went. I graduated high school, went to boot camp. And then, you know, by the time I got to the, the, you know, SEAL training, it took me three years because I made some errors along the way and uh, have a lot of lessons learned from there. But uh, then I then I finally eventually got to SEAL training and uh, spent 26 years uh, in the Navy. 23 of my 26 was, was part of the SEAL teams. Uh, then I retired, had some issues, I guess, uh, maybe some baggage. I like to call it baggage. I don't call it PTSD or anything like that. Um, and CBD was a modality that helped me kind of work through some of that stuff. What it did, what it did basically is, uh, you know, water boils at 212 degrees and I was probably living at 210 degrees. It didn't take very much for me to hit that. You know, my fuse was very short. So, you know, I was only like two, two degrees away from, you know, self-combusting at pretty much any day and taking CBD really kind of, you know, I went from like. 210 to 205 to 200 to 195, I've still have, you know, I'm still pretty close to that, you know, living in that red zone, but my fuse was just shorter. And then I stopped taking it because I ran out and, you know, I started getting closer back to that kind of boiling point. And I took another brand of CBD and I, you know, noticed that I was getting further away. It wasn't anything I noticed right away. It was like, you know, stepping back after about 30 days, looking at myself and like my quality of life. And, uh, and, and so then I was like, there's gotta be something to this. I was at a, at a, at a business summit that I got to go to for free because a friend of mine was a keynote speaker and, uh, I met someone in the CBD industry and she was like, Oh, you want to do A to B, B to B, B to C. I'm like, I want to do CBD. That's what I want to do. And, uh, and so she's like, well, why don't you just start your own company? And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And she was like, you're, you're a Navy SEAL. Why don't you just go figure it out? And I was like, uh all right. So, um, so that's how I started, you know, as I kind of dug into the industry, that's how I started Naked Warrior Recovery, uh, you know, using CBD as a as a modality to kind of help, you know, turn off the negative thoughts in my head in order for me to, you know, really reach back into my all the lessons that I learned as a SEAL to like create positive self-talk and and you know, really bring uh you know help my own mental health and my own sort of personal healing which was both physical mental and emotional so uh i'm nowhere near that 212 degrees anymore cbd was a modality that got me there and then you know changing my mindset was a whole nother piece of it so and there and then here we are today that was the short version that i could go a lot longer and a lot more details about a lot of things in there so
0: yeah yeah and william we're gonna dive in and and one i'm as the unbroken nation knows i'm a huge proponent for cbd it's a part of my daily life um it is a, a life-changing even dare i say life-saving medicinal um apparatus because it's so incredible. Me, what what's been able to Changed in my life through it. But before we dive in, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I feel some beautiful parallels here I have to call attention to. And we're going to dive into your experience as a Navy SEAL. But first, I, I have to say this growing up, I was a Boy Scout and I, I was a Boy Scout through my church, even though I was like growing up in the hood. And right. I love the Boy Scout. as such an amazing, beautiful experience. Um, and and I found myself wanting to be a Marine Corps Scout sniper after I saw Tom Berenger and sniper. Like I was like, this is it. This is the pathway and then I found myself when I was 18 years old, I actually destroyed my knee, couldn't get in through maps. And then I was like, okay, well, what's next? And so first and foremost, as someone from a military family, my my brother has served, my uncle has served, my cousins have served. I thought I was going to serve. It's just such a part of our nomenclature. Um, I have so much love, respect, and admiration for, for everyone who's a part of this. So thank you for that. Um, thank you. I love this conversation about Navy SEALs. I'm obsessed with it. And I want to talk about the mindset around it and kind of the experience of going through it. One of the things that that I noticed is, and maybe this is my interpretation of it, outsider looking in. And so I I love that I get to have this conversation with you. Being a Navy SEAL and going through really the first part of that is, is a mental test it's not as physical, right? Can you kind of talk about and dispel what it's actually like to go through Navy SEAL training? And, and is it mental? Is it physical? Is it both? Like everyone, obviously to reference, you know, they will go to David Goggins as like this guy went through it, but you know, the, the truth is, I think that the people who make it through and don't ring out, there's a level of mental fortitude, right? How did you develop that? How did you move through it? How do you how do you test yourself in probably arguably one of the most challenging environments known to man?
2: That's it. That's a good question. And, you know, I get the question a lot. Is it more mental or is it more physical? And I'm going to say, you know, some people are like it's 70, 40, 30, 20 or whatever, you know, the, the numbers are. And I'm going to tell you that it's 100 and 100. It's 100% physical and it's 100% mental. And once you're able to kind of comprehend that, you know, it it's it's not that hard and quite honestly, I tell people this all the time, SEAL training buds is not that hard. All you have to do is not quit. And uh, the other thing that you have to do is just, uh, you you can either not quit and be mediocre or you can not quit and be awesome. And I'll kind of go into what that means in a minute. But when I showed up to SEAL training, I was not prepared really physically uh, or mentally. I was just like, how hard can it be? You know, it took me a long time to get here. Now I'm here, I, now I have to figure it out. And I learned very quickly that it is very hard um, unless you, unless you prepare for it, but, uh, I'm one of those guys that I'm not good at anything. I kind of suck at all of it. And, uh, so I have to work harder than most. And it doesn't matter if it's academically, if it's physically, it's whatever I can keep up and I can beat you, but I feel like I'm working harder than you on every single thing that we're doing. And uh, and so, you know, we show up and there were all these guys that were just amazing performers. Like athletes, they're smart, they're fast, they can swim fast, they run fast, they can do the obstacle course faster than anyone else. And, uh, you know, they get a little bit of cold water on their body, you know, after, you know, a few days and they, they quit. And I was like, what happened? You're so much better at this than me. How did you quit? And, uh, or, you know, you're guaranteed to fail in BUDS. Like, it doesn't matter how awesome you are, you're gonna fail. And many of these like star athletes, they're only used to winning. They're used to like crushing everything that they do. It's, you know, they're putting in work, they're working hard, but they're not used to failure. And you're going to fail in buds. It doesn't matter if you're, maybe you're not fast enough. Maybe you're not strong enough. Maybe you're not smart enough. Maybe you're not uh, working as a team. Maybe someone in the team wasn't, you know, in the group, didn't show, get back there fast enough. Uh, Or maybe your, your boots aren't you know, quite shiny enough, or your belt buckle has a scratch, it doesn't matter, you're going to fail, you know, multiple times a day, you know, every single day. And, uh, and a lot of these guys were just not okay with it. And, and it, you know, it doesn't matter how good you were at things, you still were punished. And, uh, and so, you know, it's, it's a physical event, but it's also, a, it's also a mental event, like, you know, and, and, and really, these guys were like, I, dude, this is not cool. I don't fail. I don't quit. I don't like they quit. Actually, they quit. I don't fail at anything. I've never failed at anything in my life. And now they're like failing left and right and they're blaming other people. That's part of the program. You're gonna fail, the end. Just accept it and move on. And for me, I was used to like, you know, failure and working harder than everyone else. It was like, no big deal, I'm here. I'm having a great time. It sucks, yes, but I'm having a blast. Like, this is where I wanna be. I mean, it took me three years because of some tactical errors that I made prior to getting to SEAL training. It was like, like, I was like, the navy said no you're not going to be a seal because you took this other school and you're too critical to the navy and it took the chief of naval operations just kind of give someone uh, an idea of what the who the chief of naval operations is he's the most senior guy in the navy and his uh so the the only two people that are more senior to him is the secretary of defense and the president of the united states i was stationed in yukusuka japan on a ship trying to go to Bud's. I had submitted my package, the guy that tells you when you're gonna go or whatever. He's like, sorry, you're too critical. I'm not gonna let you go become a SEAL because you are you have the school that uh, we need more people like you. And I'm like, but I don't wanna do this job. I wanna be a Navy SEAL. He's like, sorry, you're not gonna be a Navy SEAL. And so the Chief of Naval Operations, the most senior guy in the Navy, came to Yokosuka, Japan, to my little teeny tiny ship. There were many ships in, in Japan. They only came to mine and he had, you know, CNO's call. He's like, any, does anyone have any questions? I raised my hand, I'm like, yeah, I joined the Navy to be a SEAL. I think I deserve a chance to go, but my detailer won't let me go. And so I I think I deserve a chance. Maybe I make it, maybe I don't. And he turns to my commanding officer. He's like, hey, is he a good guy? He's like, yeah, he was a sailor of the quarter this quarter. He turns back to me, he's like, you'll be in the first class after your PRD, which is planned rotational date. Six weeks later, I'm headed to California. And so, you know, I had a lot of adversity that I had to overcome just to get to SEAL training. There was no way I was gonna quit I didn't care how hard it was how cold I was how many broken bones i had i'm not quitting i'm gonna be here and if you guys want to kick me out i'm gonna still like dig in and try to stay here anyway so um it, you know it, it was mental but for me it was like dude i don't have another option this is th- there's no other options in my life this is what i want to do this is what i want to be so let i want let's do this so that was kind That's of powerful uh, just just to get there was hard And then getting through it, you know, BUDS is six months long and it took me a short 13 months to get through through that training. I, you know, had some some broken bones, a bunch of injuries. And, you know, so I really was in four different classes before I graduated.
0: That's, you know, and that that's such a testament to the human will, because I I think and you didn't say this, but I'm going to name it. And if I'm wrong, please tell me you embraced failure. And that's 100%. so much about what life is. If, if you're not willing to look at failure and acknowledge it and go, this is a part of the experience, you will never find success. And right. another thing that I want to call attention to, which I think is really powerful that some people may have missed over, is the part where you raised your hand and you said, I want this. We get opportunities. And I want you to talk about this because we only get so many opportunities in life to ask for what we want. And to use your voice often can be terrifying, especially in that you're like, oh my God, this dude only reports to the secretary of state and the the president. Like who? Oh man, this is this is terrifying, but you did it anyway. And I think a big part of it is embracing the fact that you have to commit to your dreams no matter what. Talk to me about what it's like for you to step through and be like, you know what? I'm going to face the fear. I'm going to face the ridicule, the guilt, the shame, the the getting recycled multiple times over. I'm so into this idea that I can make this dream happen. I'm willing to really effectively die for it, right? What's that process for like you? And and what was the pivotal turning point in which you understood that about yourself? If you need help with Pain or anxiety, let me tell you about one of my favorite tools. It's NW Recovery CBD oil. You may know that, and I've mentioned this before, I have chronic pain and massive anxiety, and CBD oil has been such a profound tool in my journey. Recently, NW Recovery came out with their Key Lime-flavored CBD oil that is non-psychotropic. It is non-psychoactive. And for a person like me who has a panic attack, if I touch THC, this is the perfect combination of delicious Key Lime and CBD something I literally do not leave home without. For more information, you can go to nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your first order. Again, go to nw-recovery.com, keyword unbroken, and have CBD change your life.
2: I think in the beginning it was, I didn't, maybe I was too dumb or naive to like really care about um like they were telling me no, like everyone was telling me no, or at least one guy, the guy that was holding the keys was telling me no. Everyone else was like, yeah, maybe. But other guys that had gone to SEAL training and had quit, they're like, you're never going to make it. You just need to give it up and whatever. And I'm like, whatever, dude, I don't want to, this is not my life. That's my life. That is my goal. That's where I want to be. And so I just didn't have any other options. I didn't, I mean, I could live on a ship. I could do all that stuff and people make a career out of it and they, and they love it. It's not, it's not me. Like I need the physical thing. I need the problem solving thing. I need this, uh, you know, to be pushed every single day. And that was one of the beautiful things about being in the SEAL teams is you're always, it didn't matter if I was like an older guy or a newer guy or, you know, senior or junior, someone is always pushing me to get better. And so, and it's interesting that, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have the fear of, of asking for help or that being brave. And, uh, it wasn't until I got older and I, you know, had more, maybe more to lose, or I thought too much about what other people might think. And, uh, that's, I think really when I was older was when I got scared to ask questions or ask for help. Uh, I had a little bit of that in the beginning, um, and it just got kind of worse as I got older. And I think this is true for a lot of people. Um, but you know, once I, it, you know, it, it, it became, it wasn't until I actually got out of the SEAL teams and I like figured all this stuff out where I really became, I'm not afraid to ask for help anymore. And I learned it really in the SEAL teams, uh, when I was like a, a senior guy that I should know how to do certain things. And I didn't. And so I had to find creative ways to ask for help without showing weakness or anything else. Now I'm just like, whatever, you know what? Hey, I don't know how to do that. Uh, can you show me? I, I don't have any problem saying, hey, I'm, I'm the dumb guy in the room. I have a PhD, a public high school diploma. I know all you other people are smart. Uh, maybe you can help me figure this thing out. So it wasn't until I got brave enough to kind of accept that failure and just not, I'm like, who cares if someone thinks I'm not smart or not strong or not whatever, I know who I am. And um, but it but it took a lot of a lot of growing, a lot of kind of work uh, and kind of self reflection to get there and like kind of figure that whole thing out for myself, because, you know, kind of a misconception in the in the SEAL teams or, you know, for people like, oh, you're 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 not scared of anything. And my son has told me this you know before. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm terrified of stuff and I just don't show it or I kind of figure out how to get through it or I ask for help. Like, I'm no longer afraid to ask for help. I don't care who it is. Uh, if, you know, if this one person, I don't care if you think badly of me, I'm going to ask you for help and you have two choices. You can help me or not help me the end.
0: I love it. And, and like, that's the truth about it too. And I often think about the reality of the difference in your life whether you find success or not could literally be about extending yourself through this place of vulnerability and saying, "You know what? I can't do this on my own. I need assistance. I need a team." And and William, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, but no one has ever done anything great by themselves. That's not Never. how the world no works. That's not 100%. how it works.
2: That's why they one call of the things, in, teams, um,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly hundred percent. And, and, and speaking of, you know, you mentioned it, like you transitioned, you started getting into this place where you were exiting, being a Navy SEAL, moving into civilian life. You know, this seems to be a place where a lot of people struggle. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it with my friends. I understand it from an outsider's perspective, looking in, obviously, what was the transition like for you to go from, this is the only thing I've known for as long as I have known this to, uh, welcome to civilian life
2: that is a great question and i tell people that uh, my transition from the military to civilian life is the hardest military mission i have ever been on and i'm still on that mission because i've been in the military my entire adult life i spent 26 years in the military you know and when i got out i i I no longer had a team you know when i'm in the military i had a badass team a badass mission i knew what i was going to do every day when i got up in the morning i knew what i was going to do when i go to went to bed at night like i i had mission i had purpose i had you know I, I had everything that I needed. I didn't come even, you know, so, and that's always a good thing. Um, and then when I got out, I lost all of that and it wasn't, I didn't get out because I wanted to get out. I got out because, you know, I had spent my time. I was, a, a an E eight, which, uh, you know, the second to highest enlisted rank in the, in the Navy. And, uh, and they're like, okay, your time is up time to go 26 years. See you later. And so, uh, when, once I, left the Navy, I was like lost. I had no team. I had no mission. I had no purpose. I had no nothing. My income went down to pretty much zero. And, uh, it it was, it was, it was a difficult time for me. And, you know, I had already had a bunch of baggage from, you know, either toxic relationships or, you know, some time, you know, in, in the job that I was doing, but, uh, and, and so I was pretty much just drinking myself to sleep every night. Uh, just to kind of quiet the noise in my head and and uh, and and try to figure out what the hell i'm doing and so you know that transition i i can't tell you you know i and since i've been out i've I've met lots of other like sort of high performers you know you know uh sports athletes you know um in in different industries different you know ceos maybe they like you know sold a sold a company and they're like okay now what do i do i got a bunch of money but i don't know what to do like i don't have a purpose i don't have i don't know how to grow anything anymore and so that I find that's true for anyone, anyone who has any kind of transition in their life. They, they, they go from like having a mission and a purpose to having no mission and no purpose. And so now they become lost. They, you know, maybe fall into drugs or alcohol or, you know, other things to kind of consume their time. And, uh, and, and it's a, it's an ugly path that, that we can go down. And unless we have our mind, right, we have a plan for getting out and transitioning to that next. That next ridgeline, that next purpose, that next mission, then it's really hard to kind of get started going up that hill again.
0: And and when you're in this position of of transition and you're coming into civilian life and you're you're finding yourself like you must have had, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this has been my experience in which you see massive change happens in someone's life. We we call it rock bottom. Were you able to mitigate that? Or did you go, oh, shit, there's something really wrong right here. I need to course correct what is going on. What what actually happened that became the catalyst for you recognizing that you were going down a dark path?
2: I think I was going down that path before I got out of the military. You know, I had some stuff going on in my life. And and again, I just used alcohol to kind of mask it and cover it and and sort of work my way through it. And But there was... There was a point there was probably a lot of points where i'm like i i i could do the self-reflection i still want to perform at a high level but i i don't know what to do i don't know where to go and you know what i in what i think the thing that helped me was reaching out to former teammates who were performing who were doing great things and you know again going back and being brave enough to ask for help and i wasn't you know saying i need help I'm just like, hey man, I'm having like, can you help me out with this, or what do you think about that? And and just like little baby questions, and you know they would help me out. And what I eventually ended up doing is surrounding myself by, you know, I kind of had to make my own kind of SEAL platoon on the outside. So now I have you know other other SEALs who are entrepreneurs, who are you know mindset coaches, who are doing all these things. Um, I've I've uh, I've hired some coaches, and you know. A lot of people don't want to hire a coach. And I'm like, you know what? In the Seal teams, when we we're pretty good at doing a lot of stuff, but we're not the best shooters, we're not the best drivers, we're not the best climbers, we're not the best anything. We we are really good at some of the things that we do, but if we want to get better at something, let's just say driving, you know, off-road, high speed at night on with night vision goggles in a really, you know, really rough terrain, we'll go find, you know, the best off-road driver in the world and they will teach us how to drive off-road at high speeds and then we will take those lessons that we learn and implement them into our tactics techniques and procedures if we're climbing buildings the size of buildings in you know downtown iraq we will go out and find at night full equipment body armor bullets guns the whole shoot and match and uh, we'll go find you know the best climbers in the united states and tell them what we're trying to do they will go out they'll show us what gear we need what tactics what techniques to use to get up, you know, the, the sides of these mountains or the sides of these uh, buildings, and uh, and and then we'll take the things that they teach us and we'll implement those into into our own tactics, techniques, and procedures. So, you know, finding a coach in the, like this is what we did in the SEAL teams. Why wouldn't I do that in civilian life when I'm like I don't really know how to do this better? So I went out and found coaches. So now I have several coaches that help me on on the business side, but also on the mindset side. Just being surrounded by these, you know, super high performers, these guys that. They've, they've seen a ton of other guys struggle through and girls struggle through whatever they're struggling through starting a business whatever it is and and so now I've I've, I've surrounded myself by these other high performers so it's kind of like I've, I'm still in the SEAL teams just because I've surrounded myself by you know people who are better than me and they're going to push me to get better every single day I'm sure yeah, you asked the cool. question I have no idea if I answered it or not
0: <laughs> no, no, you're you're right there. That's that's spot on. And you know, I think that one of the things I often reflect on is the idea that when you are in life, you are the general manager. You are the leader of your life, and you're trying to move towards this idea of a championship or a goal or however it is that you want to define it. But you have to have the support system in place to do that. One of the things that people don't understand that you have the benefit probably of recognizing is well in the seals and the boy scouts like it's kind of right there in front of you and then right. when you're in real life excuse me I don't want to use it that way when you're in civilian life or if you're if you've never been in the military and you're out here in the world it feels like you're on your own but the truth is you're not but you're going to have to invest time, effort, energy, or money to build a team around you to help you move forward into what it is that you want in life. Now, part of what I think is really important in that is having clarity and understanding what it is that you want to accomplish. And you said one of the reasons why people will come out of the military and just kind of be stuck rudderless without in a boat is not having a mission any longer. Let's talk about this, this mindset about the SEAL mindset and, and this naked acronym that I know is a big part of your life and discovering this mission. Talk us through this journey of how you kind of went from that transition of, okay, life's a little chaotic to, ah, I'm going to be the one to create the mission now.
2: Right. So it, it, that's a great segue. So, you know, kind of like what I talked about before, you know, I, I went out and found coaches, business coaches. I decided, you know, after someone calling me out saying, why don't you start your own CBD company? you know, all the business coaching out there, you know, the sort of high end, they're like, you know, you need a, you need a mission. You need a why, what is your why? And I've talked to some other people about this. And, and so I looked at my own journey, uh, from like joining the the military to transitioning out of the military. And then I'm like, well, I'm a veteran. I have some disabilities here and there. And, uh, and so let's see if what I'm starting, the CBD company, Naked Warrior Recovery can help other people. And maybe other veterans. and i looked just look, look to see like how many veterans kind of suffer as they get out of the military. And when I was doing that research, I found that twenty two veterans take their lives every single day. We've lost more veterans to uh, suicide than we have to twenty years of sustained combat. and this is this this is the twentieth anniversary of of nine eleven. So we've lost more veterans to uh, to suicide than twenty years of sustained combat. And, and And I was kind of looking at this, you know very recently, and I was like, oh my God my dad killed himself my dad is one of those 22 a day so our mission at naked warrior recovery is you know 22 to 0 and and like i said before uh cbd is a modality that, that helps me get there it helps me every single day it helps you know it helps with pains and other things that i have going on with my body but it also helped turn off the noise in my head and get me from that 100 that two, 210 down to like maybe i'm like at a a 110 now um but you know, the other part of it is, is mindset. And so I came up with the get naked mindset and what get naked is. And I love wearing shirts out there or hat and people are like, what is get naked? And I'm like, it's really kind of about mental health and about thinking like changing your mindset. And so part of get naked is, is taking your ego off and being, you know, not being afraid to ask for help, taking your ego off and finding that that healing and being a little bit vulnerable. Uh, the other part of get naked naked is an acronym. So the N is for never quit. Let me see if I can point to that on my shirt. So the N is for never quit. And I don't mean like never quit, you know, smoking or drinking or doing drugs or porn or whatever, whatever your vice is. I mean, if you start something, then you should, it's never quit on yourself. You should follow that thing all the way to the end. And I know it's hard and it could be unattainable. And many people think that seal training is unattainable, but you know how we do it in seal training is we go from one evolution to the next. And so Hell Week, I'll just use Hell Week as an example. Hell Week is five and a half days. It's You get no sleep. Actually, we slept for about two and a half hours during Hell Week. And But they feed you four times a day because you're burning a lot of calories. You're running around. You're cold and wet and miserable, and you carry this boat on your head uh, and your boat team. And But all you have to do is, like, it doesn't matter how bad it gets. They're always going to feed you. So all you got to do is make it to the next meal. Or you just have to make it to the next evolution. You know that they're gonna only keep you in that Pacific Ocean, which the water's really cold. For those of you who don't know, Southern California, the water's cold except for about two months out of the year, and uh, and you'll be you shivering, jackhammering, completely, you know, lose total bodily function, and uh, and then at some point they're gonna get you up and they're gonna start running you around and warming your body core temperature up again so all you gotta do is make it past that one thing you just got to make it past the next evolution you just got to make it to the next meal to get through that and that's that is all buds is it's just like small victories and this is something we also learned in um in like pow school like when i was a prisoner of war like if if the if the interrogators were uh told you not to do something if they said don't look left you know when they're not looking at you you totally look left and maybe you want another little small victory there and you totally look right and what when you achieve those small victories in your mind you you win every single day so you just start stacking those wins and that is such a huge um uh win for your mindset like when you like dude i'm a winner like i'm not losing at everything in my life you know, it doesn't matter how bad it is. It doesn't matter that I haven't eaten for a bunch of days. It doesn't matter that they don't let us sleep. It doesn't matter that I'm cold and wet and miserable. I won again, and I beat you again, and I won, and I won for myself. And you stack those small wins, those victories. You know, you know. people say that uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was built every single day. And so, you, you know, you just have to go out there and achieve those small victories every single day. It doesn't matter what you're trying to achieve. Just never quit. The end is for never quit. The A is accept failure. And we talked about failure a little bit earlier. And if you think about some of the biggest successes in history, you know, let's just say, uh, golly, I always forget his name. Um, Thomas Edison, that guy, he discovered 10,000 ways to not create the incandescent incandescent light bulb. Uh, Elon Musk fired as a CEO from the first, uh, first company he started, uh, Steve jobs, same thing fired from Apple. He started Apple fired and then, you know. Failed, created another company, then came back to Apple and made Apple, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world. Uh, Michael Jordan, arguably the best basketball player of all time. He has missed more than 9,000 shots in his career. He has, uh, I think he's missed more than 29 game winning shots. He's lost more than 380 games in his career. But still, you know what he would do after he failed if he missed a shot? Games over, maybe he won, maybe they lost. he didn't go celebrate. He went back and he practiced that shot that he missed every single hours, just like go back to that spot, play it again, shoot, go back to that spot, play it again until he never missed that shot again. And so he took that failure as a learning uh, process. And so you know what I what I like to tell people this failure is the foundation of success. So you you know you have this like obstacle in front of you, you you maybe you fail and you fail and you fail. And then pretty soon you create this giant foundation of failure. All you have to do is hop over that obstacle and you're gonna be successful. So accept failure. The K is kill mediocrity. And and you know, we're surrounded by mediocrity every day. And and you know, I think mediocrity is kind of quitting on yourself a lot of times, and I'm certainly guilty of it. I've certainly had moments of like quitting on myself. You know, the first time I took the the seal screening test, I quit during the test because I was like, Oh, I'm so tired doing these push-ups. Now, when I look at it, I'm like, really, how did I quit during that? But I did. And so I, my mind wasn't strong enough. I wasn't ready for that at the time. And so, and so I have some regrets for that, but I also have, I'm I'm grateful for that, but you know, you know, we're surrounded by mediocrity every day. We can, you know, push a button on our phone and a car shows up, which is awesome, but we can also push a button on our phone and Amazon prime delivers ice cream to our house in like 30 minutes or less. And, uh, So we're used to like scrolling and, you know, getting sucking into our phone and, and just becoming mediocre and finding excuses to not do things that we need to do, like work out or get that project done or hit the snooze button in the morning and not getting up and getting after it. Um, So we have to kill mediocrity kind of in our own life, and then we will achieve success. We'll get our mind right. We'll have purpose. We'll have mission. Um, The, the E Is The E is expose your fear. And I don't mean like, you know, the things that go bump in the night. I mean the things that are living in the deep, deep back, in the back parts of your brain in those dark places. Fear, I like to say fear is kind of like a vampire. Fear, it lives in the darkness and it sucks the life out of you. And, you know, really expose your fear when I became brave enough to expose my fear to other people, my fear of failure, my fear of like what other people might think of me, all these other fears of looking weak and and you know, not successful and whatever. Once I learned how to like reach back there in the deepest, darkest recesses of my mind and pull that fear out and expose it to the light, you know, those that fear turned into ash. But it didn't happen right away. It like maybe I could only pull one out. And so a friend of mine who's also a business coach, his name is Sharon Shrivatsa. Uh, He has a really cool technique for this. And he says fear does not exist on paper. And so what he does is he will, you know, maybe he's driving, he's started and sold many companies for billions of dollars. And, but he still has stress and anxiety and like fear of things. And he says that he'll like pull over, like things will start bugging him. He'll pull over at a Starbucks, go order a coffee, sit down with a pen and a piece of paper. And, and he will write down the things that are bothering him. And when he, looks at and reads those fears, those things that are bugging him. He's like, really? That's what's bugging me? Because the fear does not exist on paper. It only exists in the back of your mind in that deep, dark place. So if you can expose the fear, you can control the fear and the fear no longer controls you. And the D of get naked is do the work because it all requires work. We can be lazy. We can be mediocre. We're not going to be successful. We're not going to move the ball forward. We're not going to improve where we are. It doesn't matter if you... You know, if you're working out and you put one more pound on the bar, if you're losing one pound or a half a pound or an ounce, it doesn't matter. As long as you're making progress and moving forward, that all requires work. But as you, you can't, you can't be successful. You can't get your mind right. You can't change who you are for to be better if you are not willing to do the work. So it, the, the D is do the work. So it's never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears and do the work. And that Mike, is really- wow. The, the mindset of a of a Navy SEAL, you know, it's kind of five secrets to to think like a Navy SEAL.
0: Do you have trouble falling asleep at night because you have anxiety? I know that I do, and that's why I started using NW Recovery's sleep melatonin formula with CBD and it's a non-psychoactive CBD which is really important to people like me who have anxiety and depression because sometimes THC can make you have panic attacks and this doesn't. Not only is this formulation by NW Recovery made with melatonin which helps you sleep, it has non-psychoactive CBD. So there's no THC in this product at all. I want you to check this out. If you've never used melatonin before, I have a tremendously difficult time sleeping. And when I started using the recovery sleep formulation, I sleep like a baby. So I want you to check out nw-recovery.com where you can use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your first order. Again, that's nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20%. Man, I, I love that. That's so powerful and something you can carry with you because look, you gave actionable and practical tips there that people can apply to their life. Starting right now, you could literally take one of the things that William said and add it to your life in the next five minutes and your life will be different. I guarantee it. One of the things I'm super curious about, and I love the acronym, I love the brand concept, I love CBD, I'm a huge proponent. I'll tell you right now, I've, I've dealt with, chronic pain and inflammation and anxiety, depression, you know, suicidal ideations, the whole nine, right? And I used to turn to alcohol. I used to turn to heavy drugs. I used to turn to sex, whatever coping mechanism that I needed. And then I started getting healthy and I recognized like, even though I was getting healthy, like I still would sometimes be in pain. I didn't want to take aspirin. I didn't want to deal with like the pharmaceuticals to get my mind right. I turned to meditation, I got into journaling, yoga, all of those things were super beneficial. And I found that CBD from myself became this beautiful um serum for lack of a better term of really helping me step into what's next in my life. And and I don't really there's rarely a day that I go without it for no other reason that it really helps me focus, takes my mind off chronic pain because you know, I've had injuries and things of that nature. Um, but most importantly it calms my mind, right? It takes my temperature from 200 to like 97. Right. Why, why CBD? Like you could, you could do a lot of different things. Even in this, you could just go and be a speaker and talk about being a Navy SEAL and the naked mindset. And you could do that. But what about it is about CBD and, and why did you decide to really dive into this so hard?
2: So, I mean, it, it was CBD was the modality, just kind of like what you talked about that, that helped improve the quality of my life. And it, it's not, it doesn't cure everything. It doesn't like, you know, I still have triggers. I still get angry. I take CBD. I'm a little less angry and it helps my mind. Uh, I, I know a lot of the science behind CBD and kind of how it works, but it, it is a new, uh, a new modality. It's, you know, it was only became really legal, uh, January 20th of 2018 after Congress passed the farm bill. So, um, and there's a lot of good companies out there and there's a lot of bad companies out there, but, but really it's a, it was a modality that it's all natural. You know, it comes from the hemp plant and, you know, depending on what kind of CBD you get, you get like all sorts of other terpenes and minor cannabinoids that help with other kind of synergistic effects of your body because all mammals have what's called an endocannabinoid system and what that means is it's what the endocannabinoid system is is a giant neuroreceptor that's connected to every other system in your body and uh you know just think about your 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 respiratory system your circulatory system your digestive system your immune system it's connected your central nervous system uh your autonomic uh nervous system it's connected to all these other systems in your body and so if something gets kind of out of balance, out of whack, and you create endogenous cannabinoids that help feed your endocannabinoid system, but CBD is sort of like the super multivitamin that helps to augment what your body's not creating. It helps bring your endocannabinoid system back into homeostasis so everything else in your body can work properly. And, um, and so it's, you know, it, it's just a good everyday supplement to take, And, you know, if I can help people by spreading, you know, you know, a get naked mindset uh, and and giving them another modality to help their body, then then it's a win. Even if I only help one person. Awesome. Um, Yeah. I think that's that's really the the the. the Why I would I will continue uh, down the CBD route as much as possible and, and try to help as many people as I can, because the feedback that I've got, I mean, I even have a, I have a CBD energy drink, which is kind of an oxymoron a little bit, but, uh, what they've found is that small doses of CBD help with, uh, you can actually give you some energy. And, uh, and so this has, you know, about 75 milligrams of caffeine, a bunch of other, um, cool, uh, ingredients in it and, and about, uh, 12 and a half milligrams, 12 and a of CBD in it, and I've gotten uh, responses back from people where they're able to get off of their uh, other, you know, you know, pharmaceuticals, but you know, specifically Adderall. Um, where she's like, she was like, I don't have to take my Adderall anymore because I still get the same focus and the same, uh, you know, kind of focus on on doing stuff and you know, fighting my ADD, but I don't have the jitters at the end of the day. And so I've, she's completely off Adderall and she just takes the uh, our, our CBD energy drink. And I've had tons of other people say they're able to get off of other uh, pharmaceuticals, painkillers, some depression meds, uh, just by taking our products. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. And I, I got an email yesterday from a guy and he was like, you know what? I take your gummies first thing in the morning and I don't have the anxiety that I generally have throughout the day. And that's kind of the way that CBD works. It works different for different for everyone. Uh, you know, it's not like you take it and you get like, you know, ra- you know, rainbows and unicorns or anything like that. I just say that you, you the pain, it's just less pain. I mean, I'm a hundred percent disabled through the, the veterans affairs, which means I'm 250% disabled from all of the injuries and all the stuff that's wrong with me. If you add it up, um, and CBD has helped, it has helped my sleep. It has helped, um, my pain you know that was one of the things that i didn't talk about earlier i have pains that you know they're just stabbing me when i move now they're just kind of dull they're a little less stabby they it hurts a little bit less so you know combining cbd with with changing your mindset and really changing your mindset every single day you know you wake up in the morning it's a new battle you know in the seal teams we say the only easy day was yesterday you know what it's true every single day you wake up in the morning it's a new battle ahead of you and you have to have the right mindset to go into combat and battle the day, whatever the day, whatever that combat is for you. Um, and 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 it's different for everyone. My combat is different than your combat that's different from someone else's combat. So, you know, CBD helps, you know, kind of helps uh it's a it's a tool, it's a weapon to to help us help us go down that road.
0: I love it. And and I, I love what you said. And it's so true. There's so many benefits to it. Um, and I know there's more information on your website. I'll, I'll have you give that to folks here in just a second. Um, you said something, and, and I'm just going to reiterate it because it was so beautiful. The only easy day was yesterday. Like that's, that's so incredible because we're always going to face battles. We're always going to face challenges. We're always going to have to pull ourselves out and use that naked mentality to go to what's next in our life, William. And before I ask you my final question, my friend, can you tell everybody where they can learn
2: more? So I have, I'll give you two websites. Number one, the first website is a CBD website. It's NW dash recovery.com, or you can say naked warrior recovery.com. I made it NW because maybe people don't want to write naked into their search engine. I don't know. Um, and then if you, if you're just looking for the seat for the, the five seal secrets, the, the, the get naked mentality, uh, I, I created a website specifically for that, you know, in, and that website is, uh, www. Someone told me I'm old. If I say www, but whatever. um, uh, five, the number five, Seal, seal secrets.com five dot secrets.com. And you just put your name and, and email in there. And I will send you a link to this document that document that I created. And I and actually I go back and I read it sometimes it's right here on my desk. And uh, I read it sometimes just as my own I created it, but I still need reminders. And so you can print it out, you know, put it on a wall, put it in a folder, whatever, and and go back and review it and share it with people. Um, and uh, and so yeah, so nw dash recovery.com. And the, for just the, the the five SEAL secrets is sealsecrets.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you being here. I could literally talk to you all day. We didn't even get into the depths of the military stuff I wanted to we, go in, yeah. but we, we can nerd out on that later together. Um, my, my last question for you, my friend, is what does it mean to you to be unbroken?
2: Mm, that's a good question. I think uh, being unbroken is about... Being your authentic self. You know we're gonna go through challenges in our life, and we're gonna break, and that's okay. But it's that healing process, like how you come out of it. You you break a glass, maybe you can put it back together. You break something, you put it back together. And and uh, in, in being broken is not being perfect. It's not being uh, impenetrable. It's about having the tools and the skills and the mindset to to heal yourself. Or to ask for help and 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 become as uh, a, a new version of yourself. You know, religion. There's baptism and all sorts of other things out there, and uh, and you you have to break before you can before you can heal. And that I think that's really what being unbroken is about. Is you're ne- it's it, you're never really unbroken. You break and then you heal powerful
0: testimony, my friend. William, thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, leave a review, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Everybody in your crew identifies
2: as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.